A pastor told this story that during the early years of his ministry, a lady gave her life to Christ during one of their church services. And as time progressed, she began to come more and more to church. There was one specific area in her life which was troubling her, and that was she never ever felt safe in her home. She always felt an uneasy feeling in her house, and this feeling would intensify at night. The lady told the pastor that every night she would hear footsteps walking in her home, although she lived alone. At points, she even went out of her bedroom and searched her house, looking for the source of the noise, but every time she went looking for the noise, it would stop and start in another room, and she would go to that room and it would stop and start in another room. The lady spoke about how she would wake up in the middle of the night and would see a black figure standing in her bedroom. Just as clear as day, she would see this figure time and time again in her room. And this happened to this lady even before she gave her life to Christ, and it continued after she gave her life to Christ. She prayed and prayed and cried and prayed, but night after night she heard footsteps in her home and kept seeing this figure. She even moved houses thinking that was the solution, but her first night in the new home she heard the footsteps again, and that black figure appeared and disappeared in her room again. She sought counselling about this issue, because to her it had got to the point where she was scared to be in her own home. During a counselling session, the pastor was praying for her and the Lord revealed to him what the source of her trouble was. She had an occult book that had a little statue of an idol on it in her home that she wasn't even aware of. The pastor instructed her to go home and remove that book from her house, and she did just that. And that night at two o'clock in the morning, she literally heard a stampede in her house as if the evil spirits were running, leaving her home. After this, she never had any other issues in her home. Her home was a home of peace and security. You might say the devil had no right to be in her home. She was Christian, but she had brought something into her home that opened the door for the devil and his demons to operate in her house. She did all of this unknowingly. You may say that's not fair, but the truth is, the devil doesn't play fair. He doesn't play by the rules. You should pray and ask God to review anything that is not of his. There are a lot of things that we do and write off as being insignificant, but affect our lives in ways that we might be totally unaware of. Sometimes we confess things unknowingly or deliberately without knowing their effects and implications in our lives. Curses and blessings are often caused by the word of our mouth, but they can be transferred by physical objects. 
there is more to this world than meets the eye. We live in a physical world that is controlled by the spiritual. There are powers and principalities that scramble for the partition of this world and want to occupy a space in human lives. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, that we war with rulers and princes of this world who live in high places. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Objects in the home have significance. Objects in the home have symbolic significance and representations that transcend aesthetics and beauty purposes. Objects that we bring in our homes might have curves and attract spirits. Sometimes all the devil needs to pitch his tent in our home is one image or one item that represents his identity. As long as this object remains in the four walls of our home, he won't stop coming to identify with what is his. This is the reason we have to make the Holy Spirit the head of our home. The Spirit of God is profitable for everything that concerns our life and living. He will lead us and guide us on what is God's and what represents the devil. For instance, the dragon represents the devil. Keeping engraved images of such an animal in our home or wearing them around our neck isn't appropriate for us as children of God. There are so many Satan-inspired fashion inspirations and trends that we have embraced and emulated as children of God these days. Sadly, not every fashion trend is meant for believers. Being fashionable is great. A good dress sense is admirable. But not all fashion trends are for Christians. They might not necessarily be harmful, but Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians that all things are lawful but not expedient. Because it is permissible does not make it totally unharmful. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Different images that are known to belong to different occult groups aren't supposed to be found in the home of believers. Apart from the fact that it doesn't symbolize the glory of God or betray the faith we confess, it might also bring in things that we don't desire into our homes. They might not have apparent adverse effects, but they affect our daily living and interactions with others. Take heed of the warning given to God's chosen people in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 25 through 26, which says, You shall burn the carved images of their gods with fire. You shall not covet the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it for yourselves, lest you be snared by it. For it is an abomination to the Lord your God. Nor shall you bring an abomination into your house, lest you be doomed to destruction like it. You shall utterly detest it and utterly abhor it, for it is an accursed thing. The dark energy the devil casts is creepy and subtle. He makes attempts to target and weaken our defenses, puts us in a vulnerable place before he attacks. We need to fire ourselves up and take away whatever attracts him in our home and life. Whether or not we know if we have the devil's possession in our home, here's what we should do. Spiritual tips on how to cleanse a house. We love to give our physical space a facelift from time to time, whether it is surface cleaning, deep cleaning, or just routine cleaning that keeps our environment in a pristine condition, we like to have a clean environment. But do we ever worry about spiritual cleansing, decluttering our space, and removing all the veils of darkness and the devil? 
The Bible tells us that where there is no knowledge, the people will perish. If we don't get to the root of whatever we might be passing through, then we are bound to continue to languish and wallow in it and suffer in ignorance. To enjoy a breath of spiritual freedom in God's presence, here are helpful tips. Allow the Spirit of God in your home. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth and God's presence. He can't share the same space with darkness. Darkness vanishes at the glimpse of light. Once we allow the Spirit of truth to rule and reign in our home, we will enjoy peace and tranquility. Even if there is anything we bring in that oozes negativity and suppresses the light, God's Spirit will expose it and it will be taken away completely. Put on wholesome and spirit-filled songs. Music is therapeutic and has immense healing powers. Spirit-filled songs invoke the Spirit of God and chase every spirit contrary to his. When King Saul was tormented by unclean spirits, David would play instruments and songs and the spirits would depart from him. We can play songs that set our home ablaze with the fire of God and make it an unfit abode for any dark spirit or agent of the devil. We must be careful to not play music that would allow the devil to enter our home. Do not just sing songs absent-mindedly. Think about the words. What are they really saying? Words have power. Do not unknowingly speak darkness into your home. This also goes for TV programs and movies. Declutter. Just as we like to declutter our space and bring out items and materials that are no longer of use to us, we should also declutter our spiritual space. We should go from room to room, taking out everything that might be mirroring the devil to us. We should take them and burn them to ashes. After this, we can pray strategically and dedicate the four walls of our home to God. Anoint your home. Ask for God's angels to stand guard around your house, at every window and every door. Psalm 91 verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. We must heed the words of Joshua in Joshua chapter 24 verse 19 where he says, But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Like him, you must declare that in your household. You will only serve the Lord and obey his voice. Live a holy life. Nothing beats living a holy life. Sometimes the object of attraction that the devil sees in our home is our heart. He sees the void in our heart, decides to occupy it, and begin to reign supreme. A life of holiness makes us live above the ploys or gimmicks of the devil. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us clean ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And James chapter 4, verses 7 through 8 says, Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Houses have spirits. Do houses and buildings have spirits? Oh yes they do. Not just homes, not just buildings, but also objects and personal items. Just as a human person can house a spirit, so can objects and buildings. 